It's time for Wrestling with Sports. It's the only podcast with two Major League Baseball All-Stars, Dimitri Young, Jason Kittle, who both are here. One four-time Stanley Cup winner, Darren McCarty. Guys, what a great weekend for wrestling. What? It was, Dennis, and just I want you to know this, though. Because when the Darren McCarty brand, when I win a cannabis cup, you're going to have to say four Stanley Cups and cannabis cup, one or whatever. Like Dimitri, when he leads his team to the championship or whatever, you have to say coach, hook, champion, coach of the team, right? So you're getting good at it. We like your intro, but I was just going to say thanks, but be prepared to add to it. That's all. How does one win a uh, cannabis cup? Uh, In all different categories. So there's all different stuff. I'll let you know when I win it. Uh, it's just a matter of time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, listen. Uh, all I know is the box is sweet. <laughs> the it is very. So hey D D, hold on, Dimitri, see what I did for you there, bro. I got some of my outdoor just yeah. hanging over here, just so you just can, hanging just out, so you can see. just hanging out. Wait, is that up. a mistletoe? <laughs> Absolutely, it's a BMAC uh, mistletoe. I was going to do yeah. the podcast until I got high. Crystals. Anyways, Dennis, what? Listen, well, yes. I don't get high. I'm never high. I'm always fully medicated. Remember that. Full. Okay. Anyways, Hell in a Cell. Go. Hell in a Cell. Before we go to match breakdown, let's get each one of our overall thoughts on the pay-per-view. Jason, we'll start with you. What did you think of the pay-per-view overall? I... I... Loved it. I loved all the matches. It was one of the better ones that I've seen. Uh, you know, but this one out of the last four, this was my favorite. Darren, absolutely, give it an A. I think it was one of their best uh, produced and storylined. Um, and it, and you know, we've seen it. We talked about it. it. They've started it. It started. You know, it really seems if you're gonna. Pick a day is when the Thunderdome sort of started, but the storylines are getting really, really good now. And um, honestly, dude, I expected Sasha to to win, and I thought like I've I've gained so much more respect through Bailey, right? Ba- two things I realized: Bailey, the job she did carrying the women's through the COVID, and Randy Orton, he's always been that apex predator. He's doing the legend killer shit like he did twenty years ago. Right? You know, like that reminded me of SummerSlam right. back in the day when he got The Undertaker because the RKO is so lethal out of anywhere. But anyways, uh, we'll get to the matches, but uh, that's how excited I was for it. It was, I was, I was full when I was done. It was like a, it was like a Thanksgiving meal and it was like, man, that's undo the pants. And Dennis, before you get to Dimitri, I want to say one last thing because we had a group text going last night and I think Dimitri nailed it on the head when, um, or it was either him or D-Mac talking about... Uh, is the Miz going to come out, come out, come out. I think the Miz comes out tonight, but I'll guarantee you it was out of Dimitri's mouth first. And he's yeah. just, he's just waiting for the right opportunity. And I would not be surprised that it was tonight. Well, we'll get to that. Uh, Dimitri, what was your overall thoughts? Let me tell you this way. I had the world series on as well as hell in a cell. And it wasn't until hell in a cell went off where I started paying attention to the world series. So, just to let you know, that's how good Hell in a Cell was to me. I thought overall it was good. My complaints are small, not enough to alter how I feel. 
I didn't agree with the match placements well, on something. Do you things. understand that the more negative you think, no, no, the no, more I'm not being totally negative. Life are gonna be. I'm just the more I, positive you think. I'm just the saying more positive oh, things in your life are gonna be. It was a good one. We all agree. It was good. Why can't you I, just say it? You know what? It was it was, good. it was very entertaining. It was good. I, I Dennis, I, I think what makes you you, Dennis, is because you find the little things that are annoying, and I would love to hear it because usually they're. Yeah, you said lineup placement. Lineup placement. Right? You met now. Now you mentioned that, and that's the first thing. Like Jason said in our tweet, is Dimitri started started out that tweet with really Roman, and we're starting with that. this match. Which, but but to me, as a storyline guy, I didn't. The only one I went to, I took a shower when the Hardy, uh, whoever he fought, match because I'm not interested the in that storyline. Yeah. Oh, a lot. Yeah. After Lai sang a song, which was funny. I, I, then, I walk with them. I walk with. I know we walk with Elias. It's worth <laughs> see. See, I love the shout outs, right? Like when he comes down, who's walk with Lai? Everybody shouts it out. I love that shit. So, uh, um, that. But I, what else? Uh, I was a little disappointed that they pulled the triple threat uh, Dominic Rollins. Uh, Buddy Murphy match off the card. I was I was a little bummed out about that because I was kind of interested to see where that storyline was. Did someone go. get COVID? I, I don't I was say. What, do you know what happened? I don't know what happened. I didn't see anything on the dirt sheets, but I know it wasn't on the card uh, come showtime. I would love to have seen, and you know what? <laughs> We've seen this a handful of times, but I think this would have been the perfect pay per view to have Bailey and Sasha close the show out. I I really thought that that match stole the show. And it should have been the main event of the night. Yeah, but that's not the way that they prepped it up to be. And if you I understand that, that the women's division is not, you know, they, they at different times. But the whole thing with, with, but did, didn't you not think, because the storyline, Dennis. So the storyline that ends sort of is an ending chapter. And I get it why you want to end with it. But no, it leaves people hungry because the fact that whether you believe McIntyre was going to lose or not, Orton winning sets up like it, it, it leaves you when I'm can't wait for Monday night raw. Right. When I can't wait to see, like you said, for the Miz too, what's he's going to address it. Now we're going to find out Seth Rollins is going to make up some story or something like that. You know? So it, it, to me, I guess Dennis, because I was more not on the technicalities, but of the entertainment and the storylines, I thought that, I left there with more options and more, I guess, uh, country roads to travel down. And it's interesting because, like Dimitri said, I was watching both too. And the uh, honestly, the baseball game was on the background just to see the score because the wrestling was so good. And you're right, Dennis. The side, out of respect, they might have should have ended that Sasha Bailey at the end. Yes, the pure stimulus. I can agree as I talk it out. But because of where it's going in the future with McIntyre, and I don't think it's over with, you know, with Orton McIntyre and what's going on there. Outside of that, more than anything, I really thought uh, Uso and Ring should have been a little bit later in the card. Outside of that, I thought it was great. I I was pleasantly surprised with the pay-per-view overall. Uh, The finishes... There were a few that, uh, you know, you got that uh, one shocking with uh, Tucker and Otis, which we'll talk about here in a few minutes. Let's just get in and start breaking down the matches, and then we can start talking about it. And, you know, the kickoff show was R-Truth versus Drew Gulak. I thought it was an entertaining (laughs) match for what it was. Uh, I love that R-Truth has found his niche 
on this roster as a comedy wrestler. I, he is doing this well. I, it, this R Truth has been better than the was it the TNA R Truth? What was he there? Uh, uh, Ron the Truth Killing. Yeah, Ron Killings. I, I, and he was more of a serious wrestler. I like this this version of him right now, and I like that that twenty four. 24 7 title is his title. 48 hours. Yeah. 7 11. I 95 South European yeah. television title. <laughs> he's just owning it. But he's owning he it is. because he's I, I got like his it. own. He, he's, I do too because what is it, D? What is it? It's that comic five minute break where you see he's on. It's going to be goofy. He makes fun of himself. He knows, you know, he's going to say the little. Glimmericks, gimmicks, but it's that sort of reprieve to all the drama, what goes on around it. When you see our truth, it's like, oh, I'm gonna laugh. He's gonna and and to me, I agree with you, Dennis. It's the best version of him that that I've enjoyed because it's 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 a joke, but it's like serious. Like even when he played, like he's got feelings. Like you could see, like this guy would be your 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 buddy. You know what I'm saying? Like he. He, it's not all a joke. Like he gets it, and he gets it in the r truth way, right? Whatever way that is, and it's it's funny because it's always, it's it's getting to be more original. Does that make sense? Yep. Like he can. He, it's almost like he's the comedian on the roster, and now he can bounce. Like it's not the title. The title goes with it, but it's all his little sticks and his and his uh, running Jimmy. in and out or doing the bra. Bill Jimmy, all that, all that stuff, right? Yeah, he, uh, he, he's Mark Truth is in my is my top cool. five favorite wrestlers right now. Love the guy, love everything about him. I agree. <laughs> Calling out the well, wrong. Here, here's the question. Here's, oh my bad. <laughs> yeah, here's right. Here's the question. Who are your? You know, this is something to think about for another show. But who are like the five people, or that get you to watch different things? You know, like. Just for now. example, like uh, talking to Johnny Bravo, like Wrestle House gets me to watch Impact. Like that's one of the things. Like Bray yeah, Wyatt's Funhouse, I like that. Like, yeah, Wrestle House. Tommy Dreamer. It's different too, right? Yeah, yeah Tommy Dreamer. Oh, I saw, I saw Tommy yeah. Dreamer. Jay, you got I don't, a I don't know how that. Right? I'm just saying, Tommy Dreamer is uh, gonna have something. You're gonna have a pretty big match tomorrow for you, right? And and here is a oh, little, that's tomorrow. Here's a little bit something right now. Our truth top five longest tenures of current WWE superstars. I believe it. I totally believe you it. Vince McMahon loves them. Orton. Orton has been up. Orton Ziggler. Uh, well, Jeff. Triple H. Wow. Yeah, Triple H. But he's. Not, I guess he's not an active wrestler. But yeah. It, and maybe John Cena, if you oh, count in Big Show. Big Show's been there over 18 years. Yeah. Wow. Yes. So and, good for him. Yeah, but good. but but be but being there and being on every Monday Night Raw and whatever, and being there for every WrestleMania, that's a little bit different, right? Right. Oh, that's, like to me, that's not a full roster. You are a wrestler. You are a fake, but that's sort of like you're the marquee. You know, which I'm not blaming it, but it's like the guys that are there, like the the Dolph. Uh, Ziegler's, the r truce like these guys, they put their time in. Oh, they, they, you know, even like, Orton. They have like an umpire. Uh, I don't know how the NHL referees are, but they have like an umpire schedule where you're at three days here. Pack it up. They live out of their suitcase. I mean, because you, you think about it, it's and especially when they have the pay per view. 
you don't know. It's going to be, you know, obviously it's closer, you know, whatever state you're in, but I mean, you got money in Raw. I mean, obviously now they split it up. So it's a little bit easier, I guess, but there's so much travel in that. And it's so much just hotel to hotel and living out of a suitcase. And it's, it sounds fun when you say it, but I know that there's three people here that can a thousand percent say when you get older, it ain't that much fun. Yeah, but at least nope. you guys, at least you guys were there like three, four, five days. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like you can post up. We were in and out everywhere a lot of times. Yeah, we we didn't stay over a lot of times because we got our own plane. So, all right, let's talk. Start with the opening match. It was Roman Reigns going over on Jey Uso. I don't think that was a shock to anybody else. Overall. I was happy with the match. I liked the emotional tie-ins that they had. It felt like, though, the same exact ending as the last matchup they had, where he came down, threw in the white flag, uh, given up for his brother. It, it, I, and as I try to talk this out, I don't think there was a real different rational ending they could have gone with that made more sense. But I would love to have seen uh, something slightly different. And I have a feeling it's leading up to some sort of strap match. Took the words right out of my mouth. It's leading up to something different. And I don't know when. And I said this the other night on on our podcast. And it might be a WrestleMania thing. Um, At some point, The Rock's coming out. I don't know when, how, whatever, but he's got to. Because he, when's the last time the Rocks come out? It's been like over a year and a half, two years now, hasn't it? Impact on Saturday. Well, he he did a him, uh, Angle, a couple other guys did an Impact uh, tribute because uh, Ken Shamrock was inducted into Impact's Hall of Fame. So, yeah, if, if you want to call that recording a video in his backyard. But I, I think you're right. It's been two years or so since he's been active. I think you're right, but I think they're going to wait until fans are packing a stadium before you bring The Rock because that's where the money is. That's how they're going to sell out the tickets is by having The Rock come out and people will buy tickets. I think it's a waste of money, and I think that's why you're not seeing Brock Lesnar right now is without the fans, it's a waste of money to have The Rock come out, to have a Brock Lesnar who's a special attraction come out because everybody who's watching is already watching it for free. And here's the thing, right? I think you nailed it. The video board is the first step of whatever else is going to see them pop up, right? On the video board, saying something or watch out, stay, you know what I mean? And that to me just tells me that we're closer to seeing fans in the seats when that happens. But there'll be some sort of lead up or some sort of thing, in my opinion. Um, Yeah, I I thought the match, I thought that was a, like, that was some, that was two guys that grew up beating the crap out of each other, and they know how to beat beat the crap out of each other. You know what I'm saying? That like you could tell that they fought a lot. You know what I mean? Like not just in the wrestling ring, but like these are guys that grew up together. You know how it is when you're fighting, mm-hmm. you know, with with your boys that you grew up with or whatever. Like some of the tricks that you like, like when you go pull a trick, and your boy's the one that showed you the trick, and he's like, "Who you thought that showed you that?" And it's like, "Oh yeah, sorry, <laughs> you know, one of those things." So. No. It's still interesting because now they went to the Sika and they went to they brought in the like they're they're obviously making it building it as the the family thing on that aspect. But I thought the wrestling was really good with the different things that they used, different ways, both beat the crap out of each other and 
you know, like you said, he gave up for his brother. Dimitri, before you, before you answer your question, let me ask you this question. And I'm going to, I'm asking it to you. If you were booking this match, what would you have done different? Whether you liked it or not, but what would you have done different? Done different? Oh, man. I, I think this, I would have had different stipulations at the end. Like, if I beat you, you have to be with me and my tribal group. Because I, I know eventually they're going to eventually merge together some way, somehow, but I think that should have been the stipulation if if Roman loses, not only he loses the title, but he has to break away from Paul Heyman. And and if Roman wins, the Usos have to join them and whatever that tribal chief or whatever they're going to eventually call themselves. Because there was no real stipulation except afterwards, Alpha and Sequel was up there and they put the lays around Roman proclaiming him as the tribal chief. So I want to see what else is going to happen Especially well, with did, the, the whole you, Samoan dynamics. Did you see the go ahead? Did you see the Did you see the Heyman interview before with Charlie about about how we're gonna when he said he's gonna make him quit and then he's gonna be like like uh, Roman's dog. He's gonna do whatever the chief tells him to do. So <laughs> so you'll probably see him doing some doing some like um, for the lack of a better term like lackey stuff. I, I think there's so many different directions this can go in. <laughs> I mean, you know, how long is Heyman going to be with Reigns? Um, is that until Lesnar comes back? How uh, um, are uh, the, the Usos Rusev. and Reigns going to be the new? Um, yeah, I'd like to see them unite. You know what I mean? Like, there's so many different direct. But at the end of the day, Ka- uh, um, King, the king of whatever they kingdom last night, it's the Rock, and you can't. So. Eventually, right, uh, right, right, right. He's right. got to so fit into this somehow, and whether it be live or whether it be zooms or whatever it may be, listen, Vince is going to pay the fiddler on this one because that's where this story's heading. Now, so I, you think that Rock is going to come out of Hollywood and beat up the tribal chief and become the he's going to do Hollywood? Some, yeah, because what what was what was Reigns King or, or last night? The tribal chief. Who, who's the tribal chief in WWE wrestling? Okay, obviously, he, it's The Rock. I mean, it could, it could be, you go back to uh, Rocky. You can go back, you know, Rocky Johnson. You can go back to uh, uh, whoever. God. Well, here's but right now. I will, right. I, I will you, say this. You would say that this that their family, if you look at the big picture, The Rock is the, that it, Roman Reigns is still yeah. the younger brother. Anybody who's making over $300 million so when, a year doing movies and stuff is the king of Hawaii. Whatever. I was. But here's the whole thing, Dimitri. Dimitri, here's the whole thing about just on that point, right? The, the, to your point, you would not think that he would accept not Hollywood Rock. UFC owner or not UFC uh, XFL uh, owner Dwayne Johnson will show up, right? Not ooh. not not the guy in Jumanji, whatever. Up because of no promotion, right? Here's so, too scary. So that's the so I yeah, yeah right exactly. I, I'm sitting watching this pay per view with Petey, and he really made a good point. Where I wish he was around tonight to say it, but he said, "Why didn't you invite him?" I tried. He's busy. Uh, he said the next logical step in his mind as as a booker, and he helped book at Impact Wrestling, is bring in you know Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe is somewhat part of the family, a distant relative, but don't you think Samoa Joe's doing a great job 
at announcing yeah, right now? But he's only doing that because do. he's hurt. That's that's the only reason. But he said the next logical step, depending on how healthy Samoa Joe is, you bring him in. And then when you bring him in, you can start doing some of these cameos from some of the great Samoan wrestlers, not just The Rock. But you have uh, uh, who was uh, oh uh, not Fatu uh, uh, the 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 dancing big guy Rakishi Rakishi yes you can bring in Rakishi who's who's a family member and you can start bringing in some of these other Samoans who passed away the Usos father uh, Umanga Umanga is the one who passed away but you can start bringing in some of these guys to make the family feel bigger and stronger. And thus continuing the storyline, which I thought was a great point. Nobody? Yeah, good job, Dennis. Thanks, guys. All right, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's move on. Uh, Dennis, Dennis, I'll say absolutely. They're, they have a lot to choose from if uh, they want to go down lineage lines. And how does that cross with everything else? But go ahead, next. The next match, which was, for me, the pee break, to go up, get food, do whatever you had to do, was Elias versus Jeff Hardy. Uh, I I like Elias. Who won? Uh, Elias won via DQ. Jeff Hardy hit him with the guitar. Uh, do we have to talk about this? Kind of, but here was the one thing that I noticed. And when Elias first start, came out and started, did he not really look like the Brooklyn Brawler, like a, a younger version of... Of the Brooklyn Brawler, <laughs> uh, a, a country like a Southern country rock version of yeah, the Brooklyn kind Brawler. of, kind of. It, it might have been the shirt and the the holy jeans that the Brooklyn Brawler kind of always wore, but I I, I really saw Listen, that. We, I walk with Elias. We all do. Go to the next match. That, okay, we're gonna move on. The next match, which shockingly was interesting, not a good match, but an interesting match. And a, I, I, let's be honest. This is a, they're cleaning up a mistake from uh, Money in the Bank having Otis win it. But it was The Miz with John Morrison versus uh, Otis and Tucker, which I didn't see the ending coming, in all honesty. I thought it was great. You give The Miz the Money in the Bank. And I mean, the promo immediately afterwards, to me, right now, for a promo that makes you believe that he is like prime time money man, the Miz delivers the best promo right now in all of wrestling. I agree with that. Miz on the mic is incredible for WWE, and that, to me, I love that match because you're right. They did right or wrong of Otis winning the Money in the Bank briefcase due to AJ Styles fumbling the the doggone briefcase. I mean. And and the storyline with Otis breaking up with um, heavy machinery, that's what's wrong with WWE's tag team division. They put them in storylines, separate them and stuff. And I didn't know Tucker was actually jealous the way that he was always around for Otis. And so that's why I'm like, this is going to be a, a, a crappy feud right here between the two. And not a very good one since they're both on different brands. I'm not sure how you're going to do a inner brand match since they've been trying really hard to keep them both separate. But it is what it is. I love the fact that Miz has it, and it feels like it's been, what, 10-plus years since the Miz has held a, a, a championship? Not Intercontinental, but the championship. The world. Yeah, so... I think, I think he's ready. I, I, I think he was ready five years ago. I, the, when he cut... You're talking about when he did that uh, promo on 
that cut with um, um talking, Daniel Bryan on uh, Talking Smack. That, oh, that was, was the best. That was when he should have been a champion. I love every part about it, and I love the fact that then he's going to be shady as so he's going to take advantage of it. He's going to win it somehow. Hopefully, he doesn't go in and win it and lose it like instantly. I don't know how that would happen, but I couldn't be more happier about that. Otis, like, when are you? So everything was perfect, and I think it's going to get more entertaining. Well, I think that I don't know, like, right the wrong is a proper term, Dennis, but I think think that put it into. Well, not right the wrong because I just think that they had a different idea that they, they, you know what I'm saying? Like, it makes more sense now for whatever reason because you got to understand, Miz went and shot Cannonball. So it wasn't in place yet. It was probably going to be in place. Then he went and did that. So they, for the meantime, they did the Mandy to try to get her back around with all this stuff with, you know, whatever. Like, if you break down the storyline, but yeah. So now the money in the bank is legit. Right. It's I, legit with Otis having it. It's not, it wasn't really legit. Now it's like, look over your shoulder and how is the Miz on the cheapest, stinkiest, greasiest way? Is he going to maneuver that title? Cause you know, it's going to be just diabolically sleazy, right. You know, stuff like that. So, you know, Here's, I was watching. He's, a, he's a snake in the grass. He's gonna wait for that oh, opportunity. He's gonna do it on his show. He's gonna do it on his show. He's like the copper. He's like the garter snake. Where where Orton's the viper, right? Like Orton, you just he moves so his every oh, movement is like you believe. <laughs> no matter if he's like cool, bad, or whatever, Randy Orton's just cool. But he's like the guard. Like Miz is like that. Like Eddie Haskell, mother, after, yeah. right? Uh, you know what? I, weasel. I'm going to disagree with weasel. you, Jack, though. I'm going to disagree with you. I feel like whatever the plan was, they knew very early in Otis's run with the money in the bank, nothing they were going to do was going to work. They're in the middle of COVID, so why change it? And I don't think they were waiting for The Miz, but I think that it worked out perfect that The Miz was doing nothing, and it felt kind of thrown together to get the this Miz off The of Miz wasn't doing nothing, Dennis. The Miz was off, and he come back with more, more Miz and Morrison. Yeah, like but the, I'm not – I don't – Yeah, but the, they didn't wait for The Miz to come back to do this. I Why think this, didn't Otis not get a shot? Why did Otis never cash it in? Why what? did Otis always just carry it around like it had a sandwich in it? Why was it that? Why was it that? Because was, every yeah, other story yeah, line had to catch up. There was there right. was no use to having him cash it in and lose it. There was no reason for him to have it. I feel like they put it on him. They thought that something was going to be different or COVID threw everything out of whack. I don't know that answer. But I, I think that they finally came to a point where they're like, we got to get this off of him because he's just kind of muttered in obscurity. With they could have come up with so, something so much better. It, they had many he shouldn't even been in the match to begin with. I agree. I agree. I don't. I don't know. Part of me. Part of me believes that it was an accident. He caught the money in the uh, in the bank championship. It's hard uh, to tell. Like AJ, AJ, AJ dropped it. Really I don't know. I. I. It could be. But the problem was it was pre-taped, so you could have retaped it. So I don't know what the answer was on that. So either way, we have the Miz's money in the bank champion who will successfully cash it and become champion, and I think will be whatever champion he knocks off. Let's do this. Prediction. 
from us right now, who does he cash it in on? Not when and not how, but who does he cash it in on? I'll I'll start with Dimitri. On the Viper tonight. I, I mean, I can't agree more. D-Mac? That's what I go with. I go with the Viper tonight. I I don't I think mean, it's it's hot. I I think I think you're gonna build this up. They're gonna let the Miz throw some of those great promos out there to really build this up. Since what the last six months or five months or so, this Money in the Bank has been irrelevant, ob- obscure. The twenty four seven title has been more used than the Money in the Bank has. I think cashing in tonight. True. I think cashing in tonight, you waste an opportunity to build a storyline, to build having The Miz show up on both shows, just kind of stock a champion for a short time, make you wonder who, what, where. If he cashes in tonight, that's the end. That's the end of wondering and when or how. And I think that's the beauty of the money in the bank. Good point. Yeah, no, no, I I can see it that. I just, uh, I probably lean more there. I just didn't want to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the- <laughs> <laughs> next match, like seriously. Wow! All right, next tell you match. what, we this is definitely the most blunt podcast that's <laughs> ever been. Oh my god, that's wow. awesome! <laughs> to me, uh, that's for you, D. I missed you, bud. <laughs> I miss you too, D. Man. <laughs> let's let's move on then. Uh, to me, the match of the night, the match that stole the show: Sasha Banks versus Bailey. I thought Bailey was going to come out, but I've got no complaints on this one. I think everything from top to bottom to kicking out the chair as the as the cage came down to the fire extinguisher to just beating each other senseless and then having that chair involved in the finish with the uh, submission hold. Holy cow. Yeah. These girls put on a show last night. Yeah. Wrestling, wrestling exhibition, mm-hmm. absolute. Like I said, you could tell. You know, the more that you understand the the their off camera relationship, you know, it really plays to these top performers. This it's like they're, you know, choreography, dancing, and and just every gimmick that played out, everything made sense, right? You everything putting an X on Sasha before mm-hmm. she tried to jump off her when she rolled off the table. Just the way she finished her with the the bank statement or what, it, and then was slamming her head down and kept slamming it down. And, uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? It was personal. It felt personal. It felt the way that Sasha just stared at her, not the belt. It wasn't about the belt. You know what I mean? It was about, yeah, I, I felt it. So I, I love those, what those ladies have done with that storyline over the past bit. Like they, they should, like, that's probably the storyline to me of this year. I, I, not only not only this year is gone all the way back from when they were in NXT putting together right. the, the Iron Woman match and, and the, the whole progression all the way up to that point. I mean, I like what D-Mac talks about the storyline. I mean, that storyline, that's a history that you yeah. see and it, and it just reached its climax. Well, it didn't even reach its climax, so there's more to come between these oh. two. And the way that they... They battled the kendo, the kendo sticks, and and watching them um, when when um, Bailey had Sasha Banks when she pulled out the uh, ring curtain and mm-hmm. was beating her with the kendo oh, stick. Yeah. Then she walked, then she walked back and opened it up so Sasha can 
slide through. I was like, nah, that was a real cool thing to do right there, even though they're beating the shit out of each other. It was just like, <laughs> yeah. the, the way that, that, that they must have talked about and, and went over how they were going to go over that, that match, Dennis, I can see why you were saying that that match should have ended it. Mm-hmm. The, the only downfall of that match was the whole trying to duct tape the kendo sticks together and then she trips over them. That was just one of those things where it's like... Well, no, but do you know the beauty of it? Did you see the beauty right in the middle of all that? Bailey, Bailey looks at the rep and goes, my hands are too sweaty. Will you rip this tape? And he's like, I can't <laughs> yeah. do that. You know, like, like, like that's the shit. Like, just that is on top of your game. That is... Like that's you guys staying in the batter box, going to the catcher. You better not throw me that curveball at two one right here. <laughs> and he's like, "Whoa, shit! I was caught. Wait, you mess him up, right? Like, oh, I know. Like that. That was the brilliance, and that's the comfortability. But the one thing I watched after on the WWE Network was uh, was a Legend Killer versus a Taker, and it was I love how about it behind it. But it's about the most important thing is to take care of your opponent. And you know, it, uh, Ort was talking mm-hmm. about getting, getting a receipt, but it's taking care. And right there was a Chair prime shot. example. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then it was about his receipt. And then when he got his receipt, he he cut him, but it mm-hmm. wasn't, he didn't hurt him. But you know what I mean? Because, because he's your bread and butter too. And it makes sense. Like these guys are invested in these storylines in each other, right? Like human beings, and we forget that. Day. It's about money. How much money can you mm-hmm. make with the other guy? Uh, let's move yeah. on. Bobby Lashley defeats defeats Slapjack of Retribution. Slap nuts. <laughs> Slapdick. A, I, we didn't need this match on the main show. This could have been a. I like the fact that the the hurt business was on the main show, but this match was just. I didn't get it. You know, Retribution is nothing. If the Fiend can come out and take care of them, and if essentially Bobby Lashley beat all of them up by himself, anyway. Well, that's. Why? Why do we care about what's going on here? That's why I said. Just to see the hurt business. Yeah. When Dmac sent Bobby Lashley, or I think it was Dmac, or he was about hating the retribution. I literally had my text already sent out, or like all I do is push send, and then I think. I don't use the word hate, Jay. That was Dimitri. No, that was yeah retribution. Okay, so at least. But at least, at least they showed, right? Like I said, at least when Lashley gets jumped and then he he showed him, he beats him up. You know what I mean? He didn't need yes. any help. No, no, like, I agree. You know, you got you got you got Ali running out of there like a scared dog. You know what I mean? Like, where's the intimidation now? Just no. get out of our playground. Like, what are you doing, kids? Get off my yard. And finally, hey, 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 maybe they're gonna send him in a box back to. Uh... NXT like um, DX <laughs> did with the Spirit Squad. <laughs> nice. Uh, I, I hope like so. It. Screw NXT. Unemployment. That's where these guys deserve to go because this has just been horrible. Let's yeah, move. Whoever the writer was for that one, needs to, <laughs> he needs to get the boot. Yeah. <laughs> Randy Orton beats Drew McIntyre after, what, five matches it feels like? It's been the year of Orton <laughs> and McIntyre. Yeah. All right, it was a good match. I'm, I don't know that I find it believable that Randy Orton won this match. It was a little bit weird. I get the storyline going behind it, but you've worked all this time to build Drew McIntyre up. 
only for him to lose in like the 16th matchup between these guys. And I think it would have made for a better matchup if, if you know what, essentially Drew McIntyre was Randy Orton's ultimate warrior to Hulk Hogan because, you know, Hulk Hogan never beat the ultimate warrior until WCW when it didn't really count. But that's what made the ultimate warrior Hulk Hogan feud so, so great was Hogan beat up everybody, but he just couldn't beat this one guy. And I really was hoping that Drew McIntyre could have been that for Randy Orton, who was this seasoned veteran, this legend, well decorated, what at the point at that time, thirteen time champion, but he just can't beat this one guy. And it didn't happen. Well, I was a little disappointed. Wait and see. I was a little disappointed that Drew McIntyre lost because I mean, didn't he beat Randy Orton practically every time? Every single time. Yeah, and then yeah, I was, for this, point. this to be the match that he, Randy Orton's been in a lot of, you know, it was like, I, I guess there's got to be more storyline to it. Drew's going to win the belt back or somehow he's going to Did, did you guys think, back. though, when they both went up on top of the cage, it was straight Undertaker mankind again? Yeah, absolutely. So like, thought, oh, who is going to go through the yeah. cage or off no, the cage? I, I didn't. You didn't? No. Well, I thought it'd be no, Orton I, before. Because no, I was looking at the – um. The fence as they were climbing up, and they had little cutouts, so they're big. What was Orton doing a pop before uh, McIntyre got up? Nothing. He was just taunting him, like, come on up, big uh, guy. He was doing something. I he was tying something down. I didn't see that, but I I did see the little footstools that they put on the edge of the cage. <laughs> yeah, you saw that? <laughs> yeah, I did. It was it painted red so you can barely see it. Uh, the Listen, I don't care what height you were at. That drop is scary. Don't. Yeah, I, I'm not even yeah. gonna make fun of it or knock it. I knew though. I I I wondered if the Miz was gonna come out, but I knew once McIntyre fell fell off, he wasn't gonna cash it in because it, Randy Orton was too intact. He could defend himself. And, yeah, and I I was wondering. Well, I thought that Drew would have won, and 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 Miz would have cashed it in on Drew beating up. It That's was, what I thought it was gonna was going down. So did I. Yeah, oh, boy. I once. Then he docked it, but he did. Dude, remember SummerSlam with the fucking RKO when he got the first championship back in like 08 or 06 or right? Like he's like that RKO out of nowhere. We did see. And and, and it looked good. We did. The way that McIntyre was sprawled out and sort of like they, like it looked good. It looked realistic. Here's uh, a curious thing. And I want to know your take on this before we go back to the match, before I forget about this. We did see a promo for Survivor Series, 30 years of Undertaker. Do we see The Undertaker come back for the Survivor Series? I hope not. You, It's well known how I feel about The Undertaker. But does does a Undertaker-branded Survivor Series excite you? Do you think you see him? Because the, the, it looked cool, but at the same time, it's what, what are you going to do? Maybe as an appearance. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think he's going to wrestle. I think I think an appearance or or something in a match and having you know, but not not wrestling. No, I hope not. I listen. I like the fact that maybe you're going to honor him, but leave it at that. I think it's time to just retire the Undertaker. You know, did did you guys? And we were talking about this at at the little party I had. But did you guys watch the five part series on the Undertaker that was what two or three months ago? Yeah, last ride. Yeah, I did last the last ride. To me, 
And part of this is my bias on not liking The Undertaker. So take a little bit what I say in stride. But if you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's it's okay. But to me, it came off a little bit like The Undertaker needed the money. He's like, I wasn't in shape and I went out there like, you know, look, we all would go out there if they were going to pay us that kind of money. Don't get me wrong. I understand that. But from a fan watching a legend go out there, out of his prime, it, to me, it, it really killed his legacy in my eyes. Watching this old guy for the last, what, five years put out, outside of this last match, which he looked good in, but what, the last four or five matches we saw him, he looked broken down and slow and sluggish and... I I don't want to see that Undertaker. I I wanted him to get out when with his head held high. I didn't care about the streak. The streak is a wrestling thing. It comes and goes. It made for a good story, but at the same time, you know, I think he tarnished his legend being there a little bit too long. I think well, that if he, if, yeah, I think that it that it's fine right now. I think the way that the last one ended sort of in, in good light, you know, what he done for me lately. So as long as he stays out and we're paying respect, then then the legacy doesn't get tarnished in my in my eyes. And what I was gonna say, Dennis, we talked about this with the whole Willie Mays thing, making yep. an error in the seventy-three World Series when he was with the Mets. Nobody's going to re remember that unless you're going to dig deep. So no one's going to remember the last five years of The Undertaker, especially when they do tribute to him. They're going to talk. They're going to show when he first came to WWE with Brother Love. They're going to show Paul Bearer and, and all that the history with Kane and the feud with Mankind and the American Badass and then the return of the Phenom. And, you know, you're going to just see 30 years worth. And. Hey, in those 30 years, he wasn't always the best, but he was always on top. I disagree. And 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 hear me out. Only because we're how old were you in 73? 1973, I was born. All right. So I mean, we're I was zero. Yeah. We're how many years removed from that? Of course no one's gonna remember it. I think maybe the more timely analogy would be Bill Buckner. Bill Buckner was a phenomenal baseball player, but all he'll be remembered for is the one error. I mean, people will forget he was. A, Did you just put Bill Buckner and Willie Mays in the same? No, no, nope, nope, nope. It's totally different. I'm, I'm saying the if we're comparing the last couple of years of the Undertaker's career to a baseball player, it wouldn't be Willie Mays zero. Oh, so do be, a do a pitcher, do yep. a pitch, do a pitcher that that stayed too long. Not not Buckner because he never won a championship. Uh, but right, Willie Mays was a champion. No, no, but I'm just saying later in his career. But like I, I don't think the analogy is fair enough because that was if if Willie May if that error Willie Mays made was his part of his legacy that he didn't make the over the shoulder catch and didn't play fucking the Giants and didn't do all that shit. Like you know, this is like a pitcher that it, how many guys have you seen like like oh that if he would have gone out. You know, he just had to stay that extra year and got rocked. You know, like something. In my opinion, Dennis, that's that's the the analogy. Not, you know, you, to your analogy, it's more of of uh, Steve Bartman catching it and the, the the guy, the Cubs guy in the outfield that interfered. You know what I'm saying? Like that. That's more like uh. to me. But 
you don't remember when you have all that greatness. Buckner has no other greatness is what I'm saying around him. Dimitri's saying Undertaker's flooded as Willie Mays was with the greatness. So even that mistake gets undertook. You're going because of 73. You Okay, look at somebody... Um, Look at somebody more recent. You know what I'm saying? That maybe hung around too long or, but, but the difference is, is they have a resume, right? Undertaker's resume, when they, people watch old matches, they don't know if it's 2012 or 2002, you know, usually depending on the production. Right? I, Unless I, I think we need to go you know, on the guy's next, skill level. I think we need to go on the next topic because this is what I've been doing. <laughs> <laughs> You're a good artist, bro. Dennis, Dennis loves the Josh. That's that is uh that's wow yeah he's uh Jason Jason hey more along that line right there since Dennis was the one that picked it up do you think Dennis like had another screen that showed all these people uh-huh. oh he, he's the one that said that there was thirty or forty different ones and he goes oh the one person I picked. I, I don't know, but you, you know, all right. Well, I'll I'll concede the Bill Buckner thing. Although I think I think Bill Buckner was a better player than we give him credit for. I mean, the, oh my god, he was outstanding. He was a board, no, he was a board line but he doesn't have the championship. Yeah, that, see, that's it. Well, he may not have had the championship, but he had the pedigree. But you don't remember that because of the error. No, if I, he didn't have that error, right, we would so be you remember looking, the error. That's the only thing we remember like about Willie Mays. What do you remember of Willie Mays? His for? Hall of Fame career after, you know, 60 years. And I think but the catch, the well, catch. Right. Well, in, in his hitting ability in the say, hey, kid. So the Undertaker, you're not going to think of the last five matches. You're going to think of the last match. You're going to think of something younger, right? When you think <sighs> of tough. guys, I you're think, not going to. And think, you hate the Undertaker, Dennis. So I do. You're, I do. You don't count. I don't count. But Dimitri, do you agree with the analogy or do you think that was a poor one I made? Yeah, Bill Buckner is a poor one. All right, all right. I I will concede it then. Dimitri's a good moral compass here, and he won't bury me just because he hates me, even though he hates me. Uh, I don't hate you. Aw, thanks, buddy. I just bury you when you're wrong. And I was wrong. I will admit I'm wrong. Quit being wrong, Dennis, and I went out to bury you. Look at Jason's just over there drawn because nobody's got anything bad to say about him today. I I just hate you. <laughs> yeah, that's that makes a, a ton of sense. Anyway, uh, well, with that being said, the pay per view it was a good weekend. I did end up watching the Impact's Bound for Glory. I know Dimitri saw the highlights, and you guys had things to do on Saturday, so you guys missed it. I do want to touch on it since we're all Impact fans, and I I was told by a little birdie whose name was Jason to make sure we watch Impact Tuesday night. I can't say any more than that, but we should watch Impact on Tuesday night, guys. I, I, I was told it. by a, a hawk. Watching anyways. I was told by a hawk. Hawk Harrelson. Yes, <laughs> I was told by a. Bo- he gone. He go home. I was told by a hawk to make sure we watch Tuesday, eight to ten Impact Wrestling. Which we all watch anyhow. Yep, Eastern Standard Time. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited. I can't wait to record the podcast afterwards because we all know what it is. Uh, we're going to release the podcast before this happens. Uh, there goes Jason. So we can't really talk too much about this anymore. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> outside of that, 
I think WWE, and we've talked about this a few times, the last couple pay-per-views, they're riding the ship with how horrendous the show was six to ten months earlier. It really feels like they're kind of back on track. I I like the direction that WWE is headed right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what Raw is going to be like tonight and later on SmackDown. I agree. Uh, and even even some of the bad stuff turns out to be good. I mean, uh, Law and Otis, that was actually kind of an entertaining segment. It was good. That was funny. It was good to see JBL back. I love Ron Simmons. Ron Simmons is probably my top two favorite wrestlers of all time. So it was. it's always good when I get to see Ooh. Ron Simmons. Ron Simmons. It's always Farouk, gonna, right. Yep, it's always going to be Ron yeah. Simmons, though. At least to me, I liked him when he wore a mask in Doom. That's how old school with Ron Simmons. Yeah, was. yeah, I, I love Doom. So yeah, good wrestling weekend. Great wrestling coming up. I mean, we we have uh, was it the uh, um, Halloween talk, Havoc? Halloween Havoc. You know what? I'm actually I'm a Halloween Havoc guy. I'm a WCW guy. I'm going to make sure. And I like a good midweek pay-per-view, so I'm in on Halloween Havoc coming up this week. Next T. Yep. Hosted by Shotzi Blackheart. I'm, I'm a huge fan of hers. I, I the Some of the promos she cut when she's on the indies, if you ever get time, YouTube her and watch some of her promos. Really good. 